Welcome in everybody to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast of Burn Orange Nation, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at burnorangenation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you can find fine podcast content. You can find Kyle and myself. Feel free to connect with us on social media at LonghornPod. You can always shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you tweeted us, use the hashtag RepliesOfTexas so we know that you sent it. My name is Gerald Goodridge. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who's so tired of social distancing. Kyle Carpenter, Kyle, how are you? You know, uh, loving a time of coronavirus. You know, this is... um it's interesting days, Gerald. Uh, I am I am obviously like many working from home. My wife is working from home. We're seeing a lot of each other right now. It's bliss, but I just imagine like two weeks from now, if you go to record this podcast with me and and you just find the the corpse of of uh, where my soul used to live because she has she has ended me. Um, I think my you know I'm only I'm only funny in small doses. Those of you listening to this podcast, trust me, it doesn't get better if you get more of it. Like a, an hour to two a week is really as much as you should be able to handle of me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm worried as to what my wife is going to do to me because it, it's it's small. Though, and my wife works early, and so we have like minimal overlap without the child, and so like it her, there's a big buffer. So me being home more is probably not going to be great for our uh, our marriage, but that's fine. Again, uh, I think a couple of lawyers listen to this podcast, so I think we'll be all right. But <laughs> we are talking about this because. Basically, everything is shutting down. So uh, last week, uh, a man by the name of Rudy Gobert decided to um, not practice good social distancing, we'll say. He's an athlete, so it's part of the game, but he also did some dumb stuff by touching other people's possessions. Well, come to find out, Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. And so uh, the NBA, after fearing an outbreak, suspended its entire season, uh, which was the first of many dominoes that fell, leading to what is essentially the end of college sports for the 2019-2020 academic calendar. I say effectively uh, because there's not an official word yet, but there are no uh, NCAA championships, and so it's, it'd be weird for teams to come back or conferences to come back and try to compete. So uh, basically everything is gone, Kyle. There's no sports for the foreseeable future, at least from the college uh, point of view. Now there could be potentially spring practice and spring uh, games, but due to, again, the ongoing recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, not Crystal Conti, uh, the likelihood is looking slim that that will happen as well. So we're, we're now looking into the barrel of a premature end to the sports season. And Kyle, we'll just start here. Like the NCAA pulled the trigger really early. Do you feel like it was a justified reaction or do you think it was a bit of an overreach? I think you can get into a larger social conversation answering this question if you're not careful. So I'll make sure we hashtag stick to sports. Um, I think it is it is paramount to treat any you know large public health um, issue, especially you know um, one that, that that has been classified by all the appropriate peoples who who understand, believe, and practice science which is an important part of our culture, um, that this is a, a pandemic and a big deal. I, I, I understand 
why people were swift to do this. It, it, and I, I, you could kind of see in people's reactions um, or in how they announced it, how much it, it hurt kind of with each league. And that's the, the English premier league and the Italian soccer league and, 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 you know, every trickle down, I think bowling might be the, the only one left. Uh, everyone protect the, the God Pete Weber, but uh, you know, it, it, it makes sense, right? Like, the NBA went first because they had a high-profile player. The the NCAA deals in students who live in close proximity in these, like, think about Jester, man. It's 50,000 kids um, cramped into this little, you know, tight space brushing up against each other. It's just a, a Petri dish. Like, I, I totally understand it. And people going for spring break and leaving and spreading it around, right? Like, I understand the, the social... Um, spread ramifications of this and why they might do it. Um, It's tough. If you were coming to this podcast for answers about what this means for sports, for college, that's tough. I don't know that anyone out there has this. I mean, the other CDC, Crystal Conti, um, the big guy, like he's clearly a little baffled. He gives the news that he knows for sure, but there's just so much speculation and, and, and question marks there. I mean, it's, I think it is. I think it is understandable why they they erred on the side of caution. I think if you looked back in hindsight, and it led to something far greater, some you know outbreak, um, like like the early late eighties, early nineties movie. Um, I, I understand why you don't want to be on the wrong side of that, but it, it's a tough pill to swallow. Is this is a huge part of of fans lives as the the industry that supports it the medical staff the sports writers the you know all this this cottage industry of sports of college sports not particularly small industry and then obviously for the 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 athletes the student athletes i mean it's a huge 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 deal you've been preparing for some of these um seniors for instance you've been preparing for probably 16 to 18 years of your life for this moment for, you know, a lot of these spring sports, especially there's not necessarily uh, robust pro leagues that you just necessarily transition into for the next 10 or 15 years. So this might be the pinnacle of glory. So it's tough. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what, what is going to happen to remedy that. But I think just from the decision, it's very tough and the ramifications will be felt for, Probably at least uh, you know months, if not years, to come. Yeah, and and I'll backtrack a little bit because you you said a lot there. Um, I think the first thing is like the group of, of people that that this protects is not the student athletes, right? And and that's the thing that we have to talk about is yes, you know, eighteen to twenty two year olds are uh, one of the lowest impacted uh, ranges, but the people that they come in contact with after the game, the people that are going to congregate in these stadiums, those are the people that this move protects. It's not about the student athletes. It's about the people that it protects and creating a, you know, what they would call like a disease vector, right? Somebody who gets infected and then comes in contact with somebody else. Uh, that's how these things spread. And, and here's, what's going to happen, Kyle. And, and I, I can see the internet scuttlebutt already is, you know, in, two or three years, it was going to be like, does anybody remember COVID-19? That was crazy, right? We totally overreacted to that. And that's the response that I want, because that means that the precautions that were taken 
worked, right? If we look back and we say, ah, not so many people didn't get sick. That's the freaking point. Like, there's no two ways around that. And I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but like the point is not to protect these 18 to 22 year olds that are in peak physical condition. Cause again, it won't really be that detrimental to them. But what about these 60 and 70 year old coaches? You know, what about these coaches that are, that are in the prime range to get sick? And there was, um, in the big East tournament, there was a coach that they were worried had it cause he was showing flu like symptoms come to find out he just had the flu, but like, that's, that's what this protects. And the fact that, um, this is necessary it sucks. Like I'm not happy about it. It sucks for those, especially the winter sport athletes. Uh, I was listening to the Andy Staples podcast and they had, they had, they were talking about Iowa uh, and Iowa has had a national championship drought and like in wrestling, which is weird for Iowa. And they were on par to win a couple of them. And that's just over. And the winter sports as it stands right now, aren't gaining extra eligibility. So basketball is just done. If you're a senior that was looking to play in the NCAA tournament, that's over. And I'm sorry. Like it sucks. Uh, Penn State has a basketball player, I believe, who was seven points shy of becoming the school's all-point scorer. So, like, I'm not blind to the the other ramifications of this, but if we look back in six or eight months and someone's grandparent or someone's elderly parent is still around, then you know what? It sucks, but that's the, the sacrifices we have to make for the greater good. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you you kind of said it exactly right. Like, I, I don't remember who it was. It was one of the school superintendents in, in the closing of the school announcement said, um, if we, you know, are in fact overreacting and have um, gone too far in our preventative measures, we will likely not realize it um, or will likely be not apparent to us. However, if we uh, underprepare or don't go far enough in our preventative measures, uh, it will be very apparent. And I think that's exactly right, right? Like, it's um, if, if you're not doing, doing what you need to do, um, y- you may see it in, in a huge, huge way. Um, just for, you know, I, I think right now for where it stands, some of the specifics that we know the city of Austin put into effect. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, I think it was two days ago on the 15th. Um, no gatherings, more than 250 people up until May 1st. Um, so for any home sports or any hope that, uh, anything might change between now and the end of the year, or even, you know, that would include the, the spring game. Um, very unlikely. Um, the, I think the White House today, even or the Monday, uh, when we're recording this, said um, they're suggesting no, none um, greater than 100. So that would even cover UT men's basketball games. So, um, so that number, as it continues to dwindle, and, and will be 50 and 25 and 10 and and, and eventually five. Um, which you know, if, if it's only a group of five, we call that a, a podcast. But uh, no. Uh, <laughs> There's thousands of y'all out there. We know that, um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's 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 probably not getting any better anytime soon. Um, but like you said, when we look back, it will obviously affect some of the record books. It will obviously affect some of these players. I, I, talking about specific players, and when you talked about basketball, the name that flashed in my head was Andrew Jones, a guy who's had some of the most uneven, unbelievable, like unorthodox seasons of college basketball the guy um you know finally gets a whole healthy year for the first time uh in his collegiate career and then uh 
after what he's gone through, I guess I should say. Um, and then the, you know, the big 12 tournament gets, gets canceled in the, in the NCAA tournament as well. So it is odd. It will have ramifications. These players will always remember it. There's going to be a bunch of what ifs. I can only imagine how many titles Texas A&M is, is preparing to place on the sides of uh, various sporting facilities, because, you know, as long as the Aggies don't lose, it's considered a win. Absolutely. So we'll talk about, um, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about for the, the winter sports. I mean, basketball's done. It's all, it's, and those guys, unfortunately, are no longer there. Spring sports, um, however, will get an extra year of eligibility. The NCAA got it right. Uh, more on that later. Uh, but teams that are effective at the University of Texas by that, uh, that were, are going to get an extra year of eligibility. So baseball, who was uh, receiving votes and on par to probably crack the top 25, softball, uh, number three, number two, uh, depending on the polls that you looked at, men's and women's golf, ranked number four and number one, respectively, rowing, number three, uh, tennis, both men's and women's ranked number four, swimming, men's and women's ranked number one and number 10, and then outdoor track and field, number four and number 12. So Texas... Uh, was in the catbird seat for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, spring sports, and and those seasons are just gone. And thankfully, the NCAA again made the right decision to allow those players to come back for another year. Uh, but the momentum of a, of a strong start for teams like the baseball and softball team and the swimming team, uh, it's, it's a little tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, right? Like you think if you're realistically, there's obviously in every sport you know, stories, but realistically, if you're going to have a chance to win a national championship by, you know, a good chunk, which all of these are relatively mature, if not towards the very end uh, of their seasons, like swimming uh, and track, um, you should be in like the top five. If you really realistically have a shot to win a championship, Um, Texas, we just listed off has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their 11 uh, teams playing right now in spring. Again, eight of 11 are inside the top five, another two inside the top 12. Um, so, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing the, the the season that they were having. There's no guarantee that you just pick it up and the magic comes back again uh, next season, which is tough. But, I mean, UT could have added, in theory, another couple national championships, Big 12 championships, things to the trophy case. Obviously, again, the extra year makes it possible that they will add even more next year. But it, it, if there if there is a school more affected by this virus for this uh, slate of sports, I would be very curious, and feel free to tweet us at uh, on Longhorn Pod, hashtag replies at Texas. Um, I, I really, I, I would venture to say there is no school that even comes closer as half uh, of the impact that we have with, again, eight uh, schools in the top five. We'll again have to see what that how that bears itself out next year, twelve months from now. I guess we'll be able to give you a rating. But quickly, uh, some some news on that. Uh, you're going to start seeing a lot of these. But the first domino, Miranda Elish announced via Instagram that she's going to come back for next year. There are going to be some baseball players that probably make the opposite decision uh, after the draft. But that's another conversation. Uh, looking at awards, Janae Jefferson uh, won the final Big Twelve Player of the Week, which was nice. Uh, baseball won his last game of the year against Abilene Christian. Uh, and then Yuya Ito of the uh, of the tennis team 
uh, earned his fourth weekly conference player of the week award, uh, which was a big 12 record. And he was probably going to go ahead and run away with that. So um, another thing that came out of this, and we'll talk more about it, is the NCAA declared a dead period. Just kind of all of a sudden abruptly, and that's a the good decision. You saw us tweet about it, but this could have potentially affected uh, schools with smaller recruiting budgets than Texas. And we'll actually have Mike Roach on next week to talk about how this impacts Texas in the recruiting realm. Uh, but but all of that, all of those dominoes falling that are affecting a lot of stuff, Kyle. Like I just there there's so many moving pieces. I'm curious to see when this all settles. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, it's it's fantastic that if you're going to have a last week, the Longhorns did it well with most of their sports going undefeated in the last week. If we can hold on to that for a year, truly, um, with with multiple reigning Big Twelve uh, players of of the week. But yeah, it's uh, I can't even imagine how it feels to be on any of those teams and and in just the the heart wrenching kind of roller coaster of emotions that the past couple of weeks have been. So um, we're hoping that they only continue to get better and they can understand. And sometimes when you're 19, it's hard to understand the bigger context, but these are exceptional student athletes. So we're hoping that they, they understand what's going on and they make the, the right decisions for their careers. Absolutely. And so there's not a ton more news outside of this. Uh, the NFL draft is going to happen, but there'll be no fan events. Uh, the University of Texas is currently on an extended spring break, but will likely not return from that as the dominoes are falling. The Centers for Disease Control is saying that you shouldn't really have people in groups larger than like 50 or so uh, until May and even 10, I think, was the latest number that came out. Uh, so that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, the NCAA, again, is probably going to change some rules about when teams can can report to fall practice, but then there are all sorts of injury things that can happen. Texas Relays is gone. There's not a whole lot to talk about uh, left, Kyle. So uh, we will any any news that comes out of this will keep you as up to date as humanly possible. Uh, but man, it's just it's not fun, and it it, it kind of sucks uh, for these players. Well, for the players, and then the last note was obviously the Texas Relays, if um, you were keeping track of that, was scheduled for next week. Um, I believe the 25th. That's obviously been canceled. And I, and I tried to do some research. I couldn't find a last year study, but in 2018, the Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce um, did an economic impact study and said Texas Relays brought in about $30 million, uh, in 2018. So you think about that. Uh, you think about South by Southwest. You think about these really marquee times for the city of Austin. Um, there's a lot of folks uh, all over hurting a little bit, um, and, and we'll see the trickle-down of that in the hundreds of millions, if not billions, uh, of dollars in the future. So we're all going to have to band together, figure this dang thing out. But um, the the only the last one I'll put a, a, um, a, a humorous point on it before we close it out here. Um, at first, I'll say in, in a completely non-humorous way, the... Uh, the first confirmed case at UT was, was President Fenvez's wife. Um, and it was kind of, um, he sent the email out saying it. It was kind of hard, I'm sure, for him to announce that. But, uh, you know, just goes to show it could could happen to literally anyone. Um, but the the I was looking at the Frank Irwin Center canceled all uh, events coming up. And I looked at their next three events. And I don't know, Gerald, if you could find a funnier three events. But I want you to rank um, for the listeners and for me. Um, if you had to say which of these is the most impact um, that you would feel if you had tickets for all three. They are uh, in order the Sturgill Simpson uh, concert. Um, the Monster Truck Jam, and uh, I believe finally Michael Buble. So numbers one, two, and three ranking, which one affects you the most? So if Buble happened at Christmas time, it'd be an easy, if this is a Christmas time, <laughs> easy one, easy one. Um, 
I already forgot the other two. I'm going to be really honest with you. So I guess Boo Blake you... is a firm one regardless. Fair enough. Are you not a Sturgill Simpson fan? I can, I can, I can educate you off air. It's Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers, two of the best guys making country music today alive. I, um, I like Stur- so, I like Sturgill Simpson. I don't know what I get out of a Frank Irwin Center sized concert from Sturgill Simpson. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. That's fair. I'll take it that way. Um, no, no monster truck. Uh, I couldn't, couldn't bait you into that one. Okay. Fair enough. I've always wanted to go to one, but I think I'll be all right without it. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. That's all I got. So let's, uh, let's move it into the end then, Gerald. I'll, I'll, I'll take it as, as, uh, the, the end segment of our first show of the week. We're going to bang the drum this week as we do every week. Um, the uh, Bang the Drum printed you by Joe Ruiz. I don't usually get to say that, so I'm proud. I think I butchered it a little, but I, I made that happen. Um, I'm going to start us off here, Gerald, and again, I'm going to keep the uh, keep the not-so-downtrodden um, vibe here as we end. Um, so, new coach uh, to the 40 Acres, but obviously man's been around uh, the block a few times because he's got some some wisdom uh, between the ears. Uh, coach Jay Valai, cornerback's coach for the football team, um, ranked his his top five basketball movies. Again, he's uh, he's in the spring season mood. Um, and, and his top five, I, I will read them in order and then I will give my thoughts here. Above the Rim, Hoop Dreams, He Got Game, Sunset Park, which don't think I'd ever seen and glory road. Now there are some that you and your, in your mind may have been thinking when you thought about top five, I know I was, I, I will just say this. You got to have Hoosiers in there. For me, you make a top five basketball movies list. You can't not have Hoosiers. I'm fine with the space jam omission. Okay. I get it. I understand, uh, completely love and basketball. Again, Focuses maybe more on the love than the basketball. Sure. White man can't jump not being in there. Again, I don't know what Sunset Park is. Maybe I can learn. Maybe listeners can tell me um, that, you know, I'm 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 an idiot. But uh, I, I would have just slotted white man can't jump straight in there. White man can't jump. Hoosiers. Um, blue chips not being in there seems seems like a take. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm cool with above the rim being number one. And I'm sure he didn't include his honorable mentions of, you know, Airbud like Mike, those types of things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a decent list. It is a decent list. There's just basketball movies is a pretty rich subgenre. I mean, everything from your uncle Drew's to your, um, what's the one where they, uh, they kidnapped the, uh, the Damon Wayne Celtic, Celtic pride, Celtic pride. Yeah, um, it is a very, very rich subgenre. So um, it was a tough, tough uh, one to go five. Maybe could have done top ten there, uh, and I still would have felt uh, felt okay with it. But I, I'm cool with. I would have probably gone Hoop Dreams one above the rim two, um, and and he got game probably gets right in there somewhere. Uh, but definitely my top five. So all in all. All right, Coach, I see you. Good conversation starter. Not too bad a list. Welcome to the 40 Acres. You got a little something going on. Uh, I'm going to make it a point during this this uh, period of isolation to catch Sunset Park and see what it's about. Is Finding Forrester considered a basketball movie? I don't, I, I, we'd have to do the uh, the Jerry Maguire we'd analysis. We'd have to run the Jerry of, Maguire test. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of, of how much basketball um, to overall movie. But I, it obviously is Incredible. a plot theme that pulls through, and it is a fantastic film. Um, so I, I the argument can be made, Gerald. Yes, I think so. So the only other ones I would say that were an omission, Coach Carter feels like one that's an omission Ooh, for me. That, that speech. Yeah, yeah uh, it's probably... 
like Coach Carter, and then you you mentioned Hoosiers. Again, I'm not a Hoosiers guy, but what Hoosiers does for basketball movies is a thing, I guess. Um, the only thing I could say about He Got Game is it's an incredible movie. Um, I saw it with my father, who's a pastor, so I just don't recommend <laughs> that. Just don't do it. It's it, don't don't take don't don't go watch a Spike Lee movie with your father, who's a pastor. That's all I'll say about that. So I'm banging the drum this week on the NCAA um, unexpectedly making the right decisions for student athletes. Now it may have taken them a little too long to make that decision. Uh, looking at you, NCAA tournament not being canceled until it absolutely had to be because all the big schools were pulling out. But the NCAA made the right call to um, put the player safety above the dollar signs when it comes to the NCAA tournament. There's a lot of money that was lost because of that, uh, which is not usually what the NCAA does. They're usually all about the bottom line. Uh, and then making the decision to give the spring athletes a year of eligibility back. Again, making the right decision, putting the student athlete first, and then again, with the suspension of recruiting in the dead period, like I'm just, I'm not used to the NCAA being so athlete friendly because they've proven time and time again that they're generally not. And so to me, this is a hopefully sign of change because if the NCAA got this one wrong, I've been saying for a long time that the NCAA needs to be abolished. If you see any hashtag abolish the NCAA tweets from our show account, that's a hundred percent me. So like I, I'm totally fine. This could have been the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the NCAA not being what and who it needs to be. So I'm glad they made the right call for the student athletes. And I hope to see this trend continue. I have I have very little to add other than that I, I think you're absolutely right and it's it is it is a welcome change to talk about the NCAA and not feel seething and, and angry um, and, a, and a bitter taste in your mouth when thinking about them their business their priorities and the way that they uh, they show in their actions so uh, good on you hopefully it's a turning point like you said this this will be the new NCAA NCAA we care. Here's hoping. That's all we've got for you today. Kyle, where can the good folks find you on the internet? Oh, you can probably find me very much on the internet these next two weeks as I as I uh, work from home and, and remain in mostly self-quarantine. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Carpenter. You can follow the Texas pregamer at Texas pregamer. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at G.H. Goodrich. I will also probably see an increased tweet volume over the next uh, 14-ish days. You can follow me. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LonghornPod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. We'll see you back on Thursday. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. Wash your hands.